this is Lisa Tams, and you're listening to Processing the Process. Welcome to episode two, A Different Road to the Same End. And in this episode, I sit down and chat with a parent whose daughter went through this process in a little bit of a different way. Um, She really kept her options open to both musical theater programs and straight up acting programs, which is a common thing to do, and when they entered into the process, they really didn't know how it was going to turn out. We touch on a lot of things that are heartfelt as a parent as you walk alongside your child in this process, and I really, really enjoyed talking to Kristen, and I think you will enjoy listening in on what we had to share with each other. Hi everybody, we're here with my friend Kristen, and she has a daughter who is currently in a acting program? BFA acting, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, um, went through the process, and your daughter is what year? Sophomore. Okay. Um, and as she was going through it with her daughter, we talked, mm-hmm. and um, that was one of the things that was a seed for why we're sitting here right now for me because I did feel like there wasn't enough information out there or just support Mm -hmm. for the parents who were going through this Mm -hmm. with their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you just want to, like, why did you contact me? That's a good question. Well, I've always been the type who believes in parenting that you always go to the people for counsel who are a few steps ahead of you, Mm -hmm. whether it be for, you know, how to discipline your children or train them up in any way. So It was a very natural thing for me to seek out parents who had been through this before. And I do think that's really a good way to go is to, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm trying to think, you know, it was such a long process, even before that senior year where you're doing auditioning. I probably started researching um, during my daughter's freshman year in high school. Because... I knew that was the direction that she wanted to go. I knew that um, it was much different. I had started out as a theater major myself. Oh, you're kidding. 110 years ago. <laughs> and I knew it was a much different thing nowadays. So, and I, I knew probably that um, summer programs would be important mm-hmm. for her to get involved in. So that's really what I was researching. Um, and that was that was big. So Really big. You know, to, I agree. Yeah, and so... I would encourage other parents, if it is in your um, budget, because budget is has been a big issue for us, and one of the programs that she did, um, she did get a scholarship, so that was a huge blessing too, but um, summer programs were big. I think it really lent credibility to her audition process. They knew she was serious, and it wasn't just some girl who liked to sing who was just auditioning, you know, and the spur of the moment kind of thing. She had some street cred behind her Mm -hmm. and I also 
started researching College Confidential. Did you do that? I did look on there. It was super stressful, so I just encourage all parents listening to this <laughs> to take it all with a grain of salt. I think it, because we're parents who care and because we're parents who um, want to help launch our children, we can become a little obsessed. And some of those parents were, it really made me anxious. Mm -hmm. So you kind of look, look there a little bit, but... <laughs> well, it's the only resource yes. for this kind of yes. a discussion yeah. that you could tap into. Right. Right. There is, you know, the school of thought, like, do not go on College Confidential. But you're so curious. Yeah, right. You're so curious. Like, you just want to have that interface Feedback. with... Feedback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a community. Right. And it, it, it is a community. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's not constructive. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm hoping that this will, I have to figure out like all the technology for it and everything, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that this will be a community, a place where um, people can tune in to the podcast, but also on my webpage, have a conversation, ask a question kind of thing, like a safe place. Yeah, that's good. But circling back, you mentioned scholarships mm -hmm. and summer programs, and there are definitely summer programs mm -hmm. that offer scholarships. Mm -hmm. um, Takes a lot of research. Mm -hmm. You gotta make a lot of phone calls. It, it was, it was, sometimes it felt like almost a full-time job. Oh yeah. For sure. I know a child currently who is planning to audition, I think for acting programs too. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but um, he does not have family support for different reasons um and he's been scrappy yeah which helps in that business too right you have to be scrappy yeah to be a performer for sure and as far as i know he has a coach Pretty a cool. respectable mm -hmm. sought after coach who is taking him in very cool very mm -hmm. cool yeah it's interesting you know with with my daughter we always thought she would go the musical theater route she was always singing and dancing from the time she was 11 months she was singing. We had heard, and I felt like this was really good advice, to audition for both musical theater and acting programs. Mm -hmm. um, and also a variety of levels, just like you would with any of your children applying to college. You know, you do your reach schools, your schools that you'll be able to get into. And um, because we're people of faith, we always, we prayed literally from the time she wanted to do this as her career, probably eighth grade. Mm -hmm. We just kept saying, Lord, if you want her to do this, keep opening doors. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want her to do it, shut doors. And please make it very clear. <laughs> and so, yeah, right. I mean, truly, and you know, it's daunting. I mean, would I rather that my child wanted to go into a STEM career and be an engineer and have a stable life? Absolutely. I mean, I have, have to admit, as much as it throws me to watch her, and I get it, having been a performer myself, you know, it is, it's scary to me. You know, there is, there is a part of it that makes me nervous. You know, is she going to be able to support herself? Is she going to ever get married and have children? Which I know sounds crazy, but that's something she really wants to do. And you can spend your, all your twenties and thirties focusing on a career. And so, you know, there are all sorts of things that go in my mind, but God kept opening the door and shutting the ones that he wanted shut. And interestingly, during her senior year, um, as, and we were really ramping up the prayers, 
um, she started having really bad problems with her voice mm-hmm. and was seeing a throat specialist and there was no explanation for it. It was literally like her throat was closing up. Mm-hmm. And we were like, is it stress? I mean, you know, we got her one of those breathing things. I mean, we did, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's like sucking steam. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we kind of looked at that as a sign. Now, it's interesting because she ended up in a, in a BFA program for acting, not musical theater, although she was accepted to some very good musical theater programs. Um, now she's missing, she's missing it. She actually just auditioned for a musical last night. Oh, really? Yeah. At the school that she's at? At the school that she's and at. And you can do that? You can do that. That was one of our questions in the BFA acting programs was, are, are the voice teachers still available to you for singing lessons? And can you audition for musicals? She was home this weekend and we had that talk too. And I said, oh, I just so miss you singing. Like she was singing in front of our huge living room mirror. And it was like, I was getting teary. And I said, you come alive. Like you come alive. You're a wonder. She's a wonderful, serious actress. Um, but she comes alive when she's doing musical theater. Mm-hmm. So it's good to do both. You know, there are a lot. I mean, you could do vocal performance and end up on Broadway. You can do musical theater and end up on Broadway. You can do acting and end up on Broadway. There's different roads to the same destination, and that is why I wanted to have you on Mm -hmm. and talk to you, because I think it's important that people take that into consideration as they are thinking about doing this process. You know, they say that girls get into one, for musical theater specifically, but it might be acting as well, for every 10 schools they apply to, they get into one. Mm. And what do they say for boys? Whoever they is. Yeah, whoever they is. <laughs> College Confidential. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who it is. Much better. Much better for boys. Uh, and my daughter was always like, great, I'm a brunette white girl. Like, What voice know, part? She's a soprano. You know, and so, uh, you know, right now, the big, huge thing on Broadway is people of color. Mm-hmm. You know, with Hamilton and all of that. And so, you know, there is a market for that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Again, either you believe you have a higher purpose and God is in control or you can get all bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the school that she did end up at um, is a BFA acting program and has an awesome musical theater school, as you know. She did not audition for them for musical theater, did not even apply. Because at the time, we had heard if you auditioned for both, mm-hmm. the acting program and the musical theater program, that they wouldn't let you in either. That Where they would you... feel that you were splitting yourself. Where did you hear that? Oh, who knows? You know? <laughs> Yeah. I'm in a college confidential. <laughs> <laughs> um, Somewhere and, in the plethora yeah, right, of yeah, info, all the ground you covered while all you the were ground looking covered. into it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she felt she had a better chance to get into the BFA acting program, which is still very rigorous and very difficult to get into. There were some really excellent programs that she didn't apply to. Carnegie Mellon, for mm-hmm. instance. Okay. I, I really wanted her to apply to Carnegie Mellon. She wanted to apply to Carnegie Mellon. But we looked at it and we did a lot of research and we knew that even with her excellent grades and everything else, it was going to be way too expensive for mm-hmm. us. And one of our goals is to have her come out with little or no debt because she's going to be an actress. That's important. And how do you pay off loans mm-hmm. as a struggling artist? So I think people get um, hyper-focused on these three or four huge programs. Mm-hmm. Um and they are great. And if you can afford them, great. But you have to see on the other side, too. Mm-hmm. If they are really going to want to pursue performing, we've already told her, you know, we are not the family that can pay your rent in New York. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel a career in the arts is a luxury of the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, the rest of us have to study business <laughs> or something practical. Uh-huh. Um, so she's probably going to be waiting tables and, I don't know, bartending or something. And she can't be having these huge amounts of loans to pay off and they will be her loans. So uh-huh. there are those big schools, some of them that we didn't apply to. Specifically, there was another an awesome musical theater program. And still sometimes I wonder if we made the right decision that she was accepted at. But we did the numbers mm-hmm. and it was just, mm-hmm. it just didn't seem wise. Well, the affordability point is something that needs to be part of the process and the, you know, whatever your personal situation is, um, who wants to graduate from college with debt? Unless Nobody. they're a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody. Right. Um, I know that there are scholarships offered and... Eric and I actually had a similar conversation about Tommy and his final list. Mm -hmm. Our end conclusion was to let him apply Mm -hmm. and we'll deal with that part if and when it comes. Yeah. And that's legitimate too. You know, and everybody's financial situation is different. And there's a difference between not wanting to pay for it and not being able to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we knew we couldn't pay for mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so um and that was okay and thankfully our daughter got it got that you know she you know i mean for certain but you do that with every child who goes to college the audition year was super expensive mm. um like senior year isn't expensive enough oh, right so expensive so expensive but between hotels when you're going to audition it's because i always Getting say out. yeah the difference the difference between an athlete um, wanting to play in college and a performer is that when you're an athlete, the coaches come seek you out, Yeah. right? They come and see you mm-hmm. with theater kids. They have to go to the schools themselves. So there was expense. So I would encourage people to save up for that. And, you know, flying to different places. We did a lot of driving. My husband did a lot of it. He says he's her biggest fan. I say, I am. <laughs> That's uh, a good fight to have. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We did hire a coach. My husband and I, he mostly literally did like a whole chart, you know, a whole spreadsheet Mm -hmm. of where we were going to get the biggest bang for our buck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, what was most important? You know, how much do you want to spend on headshots? Is that more important than this? She ended up uh, because she hadn't been in dance for years. The last two years, we scrambled her into some dance, you know, quite a few dance classes. Um, So we really had to figure out and this is going to depend on each individual child. And what their strengths are and what um, schools you're looking at, um, you know, where you're going to spend the money. But I do think a coach, someone who has some history of success in getting students um, into good college programs. We had a coach who worked with her on musical theater. Mm -hmm. And then we had another coach who helped her with monologues Mm -hmm. uh, and actually helped pick out the monologues according to her type. That's very big. Yeah, that was that was big. So those are, those are good. And I would really start looking at those, I would even say summer before junior year in high mm-hmm. school. So you at least get on the roster. Mm-hmm. The sooner you start, the easier this is going to be. It's never going to be easy. I feel like you can metabolize it. That's good. Better. There are kids that they're like, huh, maybe I do want it. And then they rush and put it all together. And there's so much to do that you don't, you're not going to end up with the best representation of what your child is capable of. You're better off at that point taking a gap year. Oh, yeah. 
And that's an option too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even more for the parents that you start early mm-hmm. because the, the student themselves is not going to do their headshots until right before. They're not going to do the recordings till right before, but you still have to have all the ducks lined up in a row before then. So maybe, you know, after the spring musical junior year is when you can start um, working, you know, on your monologues and your songs, but you still have to know what you're doing. You still have to know who is your voice coach going to be? Who is your this going to be? I think. I just think it's it's better for all concerned, just for mm-hmm. your sanity. That's when Frankie started, was mm-hmm. the spring of his junior year. And honestly, at the time, I was following his lead. Yeah. You know, he came to us and asked about, you know, could he start with this organization? It was over $100 for a Skype session, I think. And they're a respectable organization. They've had sure. great success. Um, but he was ready to go off on his own. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't know about these other things that now keep coming up. These coaches and people who are in our vicinity here mm-hmm. and the names keep coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. We didn't know about any of those. But now you do with your second But time. now we do. Is and, it easier this time around? Um, yes, because it's not just he and I. We hired somebody to help him with his essays. And she also is timelining him. And so I'm not constantly going back to the spreadsheet, checking the deadlines, making sure that, you know, he's got that essay ready and done. And it's him and her. And it's an expense. But it has been worth it. And so... Preserves your relationship, too. You're not bickering and... Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, Frankie saw the the amount of time and effort that I was putting in Mm -hmm. for him. In the research and supporting him, somebody else said um, that a parent is kind of the project manager. For sure. Um, and they are the talent, <laughs> you know. So, and they're busy at senior year. Um, I I never felt bad about the amount of time I put in. It helped me to feel secure. In the process like you were doing as much as you could mm-hmm. like you were not if, if he didn't get into any program you were going to say we did the best we could right without any hesitation and not having sure. known not being familiar with this at all it was an education i was educating myself too yep. so yes this time with tommy has been easier but we're doing it differently and mm-hmm. he's getting actually more outside support than frankie did interesting um we did finally um hire a coach and it was motivated by a need for monologues that fit him. Tommy wants to do this and I want him to be the best prepared that he can be and knowing more I know of more resources Mm -hmm. now. For sure and you know I don't know about your kids high school but um, my husband and I gave our our high school counselors the spreadsheet a whole big yeah, package Packet. of should anybody else be interested in pursuing this? Here's what we found out because there was no help. People ask us how important were her grades, mm. you know, to getting into a musical theater program. And I think it depended. Now, here's here's the thing. Most of the schools, you have to get in academically before you get in to their theater or musical theater programs. You don't want that to be the thing that holds you back. Mm-hmm. 
Our daughter was a great student, but we know people who were way better students who didn't get into the school mm-hmm. that she's at. It's just such a crapshoot. That was our joke the whole year, senior mm-hmm. year. It's just a crapshoot. You're just mm-hmm. going to throw it all out and see what comes back. Mm-hmm. Because there's really no rhyme or reason. Somebody who could be less talented than you could get into the school. Mm-hmm. You just, you have no idea what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. If they're looking for a tomato and you're a strawberry, they're not getting, you're not getting in mm-hmm. that day. You just never know. You just never know. You just have to apply. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that that's kind of like, you just oh, don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to be comfortable with the fact that wherever you end up, you're going to grow. It's your decision whether you thrive where you're at. Um, and you just have to be okay with rejection. That's what we kept saying to our daughter. This is not the first time. This business you're choosing for yourself is more rejection than acceptance. And you cannot let your personal worth and your self-esteem be tied into this. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens with a lot of kids who are auditioning for these programs is they're used to being the big fish Mm -hmm. at their high schools. They all are. Yeah, they all are, right? Where they're the big star. And for the first time, they're being told no. Um, our daughter was just in a in a great production this fall at her school, and her part was a little tiny itty bitty part. <laughs> and one of her friends said to me afterward in the lobby, "Oh, aren't you so proud of her?" I said, "Of course, I'm always proud of her." I said, "But I've ne- she's never been a not even in second grade. <laughs> she's always been the lead. Yeah. You know, even in the church play, she's always been a big part. So it was literally like she was on for she was on stage for five minutes. Yeah, you know, but she had a few lines." So it's a it's humbling. It's humbling for them yes. to be rejected and but they need to be humbled. They need to be humbled. And I think that that's really key too as parents. This is kind of for anybody whether they're children or performers or not, but knowing humility and keeping a um a good grasp of your weaknesses and not just your strengths. And knowing that these gifts are gifts. You know, use them wisely. There's a plan for your life. I mean, this is obviously what we've taught our girls. Not everybody's going to feel this way. So we really just approached it as we're going to put our best foot forward. We're going to do what we can. And we're going to see what shakes out. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be okay with it, no Mm -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to be, you're not going to end up, you know, on drugs if you don't get accepted. Mm -hmm. It's important, even though this is a season, an audition season, and preparing for this is intense and very focused try to stay balanced i would encourage people to stay balanced with friends with their faith and with other hobbies just to try to um keep some perspective that this isn't all there is Mm -hmm. this isn't all there is i don't know maybe that sounds discouraging no i think it's wise and it's hard to live there right i mean i can say this it's really Mm -hmm. easy to say this in hindsight right in hindsight I know it's hard to live there, like when you go to the Unifieds and you Mm -hmm. see all these other kids that look just like your kid. And, you know, (laughs) you know, there's that competitiveness and that mama bear. When we were at Unifieds, Frankie, he really just wanted to do his thing. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have a tendency to, it's with excitement and good intention, but elevate his stress level and that's something to take into consideration too i get very nervous or did when my daughter was in high school whenever she would have a solo or you know in a musical i would literally stand up and walk back and forth (laughs) 
you know, I could never sit in the seat and watch her. So you have to take that into consideration. Which parent stresses them out the least mm -hmm. in going to auditions? So your second son, who is now going through this process, did he do the summer programs too mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff? I okay. believe, and this is kind of circling back to something that you said earlier, summer programs were so valuable for a multitude of reasons. They had the opportunity there to build their craft, mm -hmm. to work with faculty that is actually at these schools, mm -hmm. usually, like, or they're in the business, mm -hmm. or, and they come such a long way in that time frame that they're there mm -hmm. in growing mm -hmm. in their abilities. And they talk to them about the emotional, the physical, the realities of the business. Mm -hmm. And are able to see the talent that exists and question themselves about am i really cut out for this yeah am i good enough compared Ex to these other although usually the most of the programs are pretty competitive summer programs anyway the ones that you have to apply to yeah. and be accepted to yeah yeah and they get to kind of assess even if not consciously can i hang for sure it's a very interesting process for the student and the parents. It's not for the weak of spirit, is it? Mm -mm. And again, I would just encourage parents listening to this to know that I have known super duper duper talented kids who have not gotten into programs. Mm -hmm. This isn't even about their talent. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. I mean, I can't stress that enough that you need to convey that to your child too. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre to see how it shakes out, isn't it? Mm hmm Yes. <laughs> These programs are just, like, so few people. Mm-hmm. You know, the one school I mentioned were four girls. It's, it's one of the top programs. It's a very well-respected program. Four girls from the whole country? How do you choose four? Four girls, I know. I mean, do you, I've often wondered, do they know the shows they're going to do for the next four years? So they're casting in their heads. You hear that. Oh, we need a brunette. Oh, we need a, you know. I mean, how do you choose? Oh, we are, we're empty. We have a soprano. We need an alto. We need somebody who can play a grandma. I mean, I have no idea. It's mm -hmm. like, because it just, it seems to be across the board, you know, that there almost seems to be no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. More kids get rejected than accepted. Oh, That's what gosh. you have to remind yourself yeah. going into it. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do all of this, all of this work, spend all of this money, even if it doesn't work out. That's a good point. You know, even if they don't get in, are you, are, are you willing to do it? And I know a couple of scenarios where a student has gotten into one program and that's where they went. Yeah, absolutely. If a girl gets into one out of every 10 schools she applies to in musical theater, Absolutely. I mean, you can only afford so many applications, right? I think a lot. Oh my gosh, the cost of just the applications. Yes. I think my daughter applied to 20 schools. Oh my gosh. But I was very concerned about her going to a conservatory that focused solely on theater. I wanted her to go to a university that should not work out. She'd at least have a good university on her resume. But mm -hmm. again, that's my practical. Mm hmm way of thinking the school that she ended up at at the audition she said to them if you let me in i'm coming here that's it that was her so she knew 
And she, she was knew, there. She knew, well, she had gone to that summer program there and loved it. She knew she loved everything about the school. She knew the, the university itself had an excellent reputation. So to be in this BFA acting program, she gave up musical theater programs. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. And as I, you're cringing, her, her face is cringing yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and, at this, and at that point, we had to take our hands off as parents. This is going to be her, her ride, her journey. Mm-hmm. We still process a lot of this with her. Mm-hmm. We still talk with her about this. So we've said, you know, how are you processing? How do you, you know, get out of this? How do you take this back? How are you... How do you glorify God in your performances? Mm-hmm. Um, is this a story that needs to be told? Is this a story that creates empathy? You know, all of these things, I think, again, depending on your values as a family and what you think is important for us, that has been important. And we've often said, too, it's good once you're out there in the business to have friends who are nurses and lawyers and candlestick makers mm-hmm. and so that you don't... So that you're around people who see the world from a different perspective mm-hmm. and not just always being on mm-hmm. and a performer. I think that that's protecting their emotional health. Having friends and family who who feed other parts of you that yes. aren't just the performer. For sure. For yeah. sure. You know, I don't know where, where I heard it or read it or whatever, but I remember noting to myself... That it benefits you to, through your essays and on your resume, in your special interest area, mm-hmm. to show that you have other things, other things in your life that you have mm-hmm. dimension that's beyond just performing. Yes, um, and that's hard to do because performing takes up a lot of time. I think once they're in college, you still we still have to talk with them. Check in. He's, in process. Mm-hmm. How far is um, you know, Frankie at CCM? So we get there for his shows, but honestly, we have not gone and just hung out. Um, Does he come home? Not a lot. You know, I'm, I'm bracing mm. myself for Christmases without him. I know. It's heart-wrenching. It's, it's really heart-wrenching. But... Does people go see shows on Christmas Eve? Yeah. But, you know, that's part of... That's part of what you take. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of what you accept when they go down this road. And what you were talking about, Lolly, and the lifestyle and, you know, being a wife and a mom and all that. I thought about that, too. I mean, I have boys, but, you know, what does, what, what, and I have talked to Frankie about it, not at length, but he's thought about it and he had a great answer. It is nice to be a guy, too, because he doesn't have a biological clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he could get married at 40 and be fine and be fine. You know, I think with girls, there's a different sense of urgency, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, when people pass up motherhood completely, they do. They do, for sure. And sometimes not intentionally, just time flies. Right. You know, and I worry about her being in New York. I'm like, people don't even get married there till they're 42 <laughs> and then everybody needs a surrogate, you know. And, and she really, and these are good, good conversations to have, even as early as high school, I kind of feel like when you're planning your life, that some somehow young people nowadays don't think about to fit that in and how is that going to work with the career I'm choosing. And so she was having not doubts, but serious questions too. Is this what she wanted? Because she wants to be, have children mm-hmm. and she wants to be a mom and could she do it all? And I don't know, again, it's just like one day at a time. Things could change. 
she could end up being a teacher. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think that, but you know, she could. Did we've always said this? Go to New York, audition for five years. If you don't see any movement, you're only twenty seven. You're still young enough to reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, give it five years. If you don't see anything, mm-hmm. then you know you might. You know, at some point, you still have to support yourself and right. and move on. You know, they could do graduate school. You could teach theater. You could mm-hmm. do. She's doing um, a minor, which is very difficult mm. in a BFA program. But in arts management, oh. of course, I wanted her to do regular management. <laughs> I said, if you do regular management, you can no, also yeah. manage the arts. But if you do arts management, can you really do real estate? Again, there's my practical, and I'm sure she can figure it all out. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, kind of have that five-year plan and how is this going to work with your all of your life goals? Um, because there are other things than performing. And, and she, she said, how would I do it if I have shows at night? I'm like, don't worry about that. I'll come, you know, we'll, <laughs> I'll watch the babies. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. I mean, if, if you get a show like that, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but that is, that is, um, a discussion that we've had. You yeah. Know. And you need, I mean, because this is an investment, the college years of going to a program are an investment, just like any other major that you might be going to college for time and money invested. Yeah. And you need to think about what life looks like on a practical level when you actually start working in that area. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. It's just, you know, performing is not, it, it drastic. It's a drastically different looking lifestyle. Well, and it doesn't seem as structured, and that can be kind of scary. And I think, like, if you're in a touring company, like Frankie was saying, you know, he can go to the theater at night, but what if he's touring mm-hmm. for three months? You mm-hmm. know, and he's do you bring your family That's right. with you? Do That's you, true. You know, all of that kind of stuff. To work it out, it, it, it's, you know what, people do it every day. They mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that kind of bringing us back full circle, and why did I call you? Mm-hmm. And why did I seek your advice? And I, how I said, always go to people who've been there a couple steps ahead. Um, I've encouraged my daughter to talk to people who are a couple steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they make it work? She has been chatting with a girl who's been a, one of the touring Glindas in Wicked, mm. who's a lovely young woman and is married. And, you know, how do you make that work? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, ask people, how do you, how do you maintain your marriage and have this kind of lifestyle? How do you maintain your faith? How do you parent your, you know, whatever. Just like any other community, there are going to be people who you could be mentored by, who share your For same sure. values. For sure. you got to um, seek them out, though. Right. Right. And there's going to be people who don't and are doing this in a completely different way. Yeah. You just have to figure out what you want and what your values are. So that goes from the beginning of the audition process to... Your whole life. Yeah. I mean, I do that, and I'm not in theater. I called you, you know. Mm-hmm. I, when my girls were small, I'd call people who seemed like your kids were really great kids. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, we're completely responsible for that. <laughs> like, like we we uh, wove them in our wombs, but. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but we still have a responsibility to it, right? Right. Again, it's kind of like you and auditioning. Like, it's, I, I'm going to know that even if. They go to hell in a handbasket. I did my, exactly. I did, I did my part. Yes, yes, and that is why I want to put this out there. These talks, because a parent in this situation has 
a role, I think, For that sure. is bigger than the ordinary college application process, which they have a role then, too, but it doesn't have as many levels of progression. It's a shorter process. It doesn't have all of these elements. With a kid who is going into performing arts, musical theater, acting, the stakes in the application process seem higher. Maybe that's because you're investing money. Maybe that's because it is so much more competitive. Well, it's a it's... smaller field, and there's less acceptances. Yeah, so the stakes are higher. They are. Our percentages, I mean, they are very high. So everybody everybody is just a little more anxious, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the student, the parent, and um, so in the end, just kind of be careful that you're not getting sucked into too much of the crazy. It's good advice. And enjoy it. It's going to be a great memory. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. And and other people have, it's, it's interesting because a lot of the same, you know, points and a lot of the same um, thoughts are coming up. And what, so what are some of the common themes you've seen? Um, just about the fear, mm-hmm. concern of them being able to support themselves. Mm-hmm. Finding the monologue, it being a difficult thing. The coaching mm-hmm. recommendation, the start early mm-hmm. recommendation, and just the general theme of the parent having the role that they have had has been pretty consistent. You're not doing it for them, but you're definitely doing it with them. But there are kids who do it completely by themselves. God bless them. How? How do they do it and still, I, I don't know. I mean, I give them a lot of credit because I feel like even the, even the application process was a family event. I mean, mm-hmm. we had our dining room table was like college application central. And... Kids who have that kind of support, I would wish that for any child. For sure. And you're not spoiling them. I struggled with this a little bit. Like, am I doing too much of the legwork here? But we're not spoiling them. We're giving them an advantage and helping them to be able to be at their optimal best when they're going through this process and have all the information that they need because there's so much and it varies by school and it takes so much detailed attention to make sure that you have. I think it's okay. I think it's okay to be a part of it. I think it's so emotionally daunting um, for the student themselves that it's just another way of supporting them. Every situation is different. There is no formula to say, if I get this grade point, this score on my ACT, if I have if I have this many leadership roles and show this many volunteer hours, and do these monologues and these songs, I Mm-mm. will get into X. Crapshoot. That was it. It's right. a crapshoot. Thank you. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah. I want to hear all the podcasts. All right. Well, we can wrap it up.